Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity Anglican in Atlanta, Georgia. We're glad you're with us. We're going to read a short passage from the Bible and then pray and spend some time thinking about the Word of God because I think actually Scripture is full of powerful truth, but also uh, words of wisdom and comfort, words that can help us orient our lives. And so my hope for you today as we sit in this psalm from David in the 143rd Psalm is that you would hear something from the Lord that would help you orient your own heart as you walk into this day. So let me read and then we'll pray. Psalm 143, hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness. Answer me in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued me, crushing my life to the ground, making me sit in darkness like those long dead. Therefore my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I think about all your deeds. I meditate on the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear of your steadfast love in the morning, for in you I put my trust. Teach me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Save me, O Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, we pray today that you would give us grace to be still. For most of us, we're probably listening to this early in our day, but wherever we are, we just ask you to give us the grace to settle our hearts in front of you, Lord. God, we're all carrying different things, Lord, whether it's uh, weight, fear, uncertainty concerning the future, or just stress in our day-to-day reality. And we ask God for you to help us. Give us the grace we need to be faithful today, Lord, to be the kinds of people that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to unpack this psalm in much the way I do uh, my own daily devotions. Um, I tend to read the Bible trying to be as present as I can to the words in front of me so that I can hear not just a string of religious cliches or catchphrases as We so often do when we read the Bible, we just hear um, religious sounding fancy words. I try to actually see the words within their context, seeing that the writer was trying to build an argument or paint a picture. And when we see the Bible that way, when we read it more holistically rather than as isolated bits of truth, we sometimes see themes emerge. So that's what we're going to do is look for themes. So I think the most honest way to read this psalm and understand it, this psalm of David, is to recognize that the setting is darkness. Uh, His present is dark. He, He uses words at the very beginning like, I feel pursued, I have been crushed. He says, and maybe this is the most imaginative thing he says, he says, I'm sitting in darkness like those long dead. And that paints a very vivid picture of someone who is in an utterly dark and desperate place. David says, my heart faints, and he goes further to say, I'm appalled. Uh, My insides are appalled. And I know that many of us can identify with these words. Uh, When we face times of darkness and certainty, we do feel 
uh, like we're going to faint, like our hearts are appalled, we feel crushed or pursued. I think these words are a really accurate descriptor. And so the question I think before us as we sit with David here is what, what do we do in those dark places? Or, or what should we do? I, I think the truth of the matter is what we often do is not terribly productive. We sometimes feel sorry for ourselves. We become angry or embittered. Uh, we check out. We self-medicate. We do all kinds of things that we probably shouldn't do, things that actually make things worse. I once had a mentor, uh, T.J. Johnston, our bishop, who I love and look up to. Uh, he serves alongside Todd Hunter here in C4SO, giving leadership to our diocese. And T.J. once said, Chris, you know, you'll occasionally find yourself in a really bad situation where nothing you can do is going to make it tons better. But if you act the part of a fool, you can make things a lot worse. And I think the truth of the matter is when we find ourselves in seasons of darkness, we sometimes do actually uh, make things worse. Well, here I think we can learn something from David. David does two things when he finds himself in a dark place. First, he looks back and remembers the days of old. He thinks about the deeds of God. He remembers the things that have come from God's hand in days gone by, days that were better than the time that he's currently in. He remembers days when the faithfulness of God felt very clear to him, when God's truth and, and heart were really present to him. And he remembers those things. He actually, the writer says, David says, I meditate upon the words and the works of God's hands. And I think he does this because he's sitting in a dark place and he doesn't want to feel sorry for himself or feel bereft of the presence of God. So he remembers times when the Lord was very clearly present to him and his circumstances were better and he was more able to see truth for what it is and was. And this is why I think that in seasons of darkness, gratitude and cultivating things for which we can be thankful is so very important. I believe that one of the invitations in front of all of us today is to look back. Today may be a really dark day for you, but I know that there were times in your life where things weren't like they are now. There were times when we felt better about things, more clear about even God's heart for us. And David here in a dark place actually as an act of discipline looks back and remembers the days of old. And I believe that for you and me, remembering God's past faithfulness is a way to reorient yourself during a time of remarkable disorientation. And I believe that remembering helps us open up our hands. And, I, and there's a reason why David says here, I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. I believe that David is indicating that when he remembered God's work from the past, it opened him up to expect that God would come to him now and in the future. Sometimes here at Trinity, you'll probably remember, and I think Marty actually did this just last night when we had worship and prayer, two nights ago rather, uh, we'll sometimes invite you to open up your hands before you in worship. And when we do that as Christians, when we open up our hands, we're actually saying two things at the same time. We're saying, I have nothing, or I need to let some things go. And then we're saying, I need what you have and what you want to give to me, God. I believe that when we remember God's past faithfulness, it helps us open up our hands. It actually helps us say, Lord, I need to let go of my anger or my pain or my fear. And so I release those things. And then once our hands are empty, so to speak, it actually gives us space to say something else to God. I want what you have. I have nothing, 
I want what you have. And David here, as he remembers the days gone by, he stretches out his hands to God. And I think there's an invitation for you and me today to say, what does it look like for me to stretch out my hands to God? What does it look like to me for me to cultivate openness in the midst of a season of disorientation? Remembering God's faithfulness in the past actually helps me cultivate openness in the present. And that's what many of us need right now. We need maybe now more than ever before to maintain an open posture. And remembering his faithfulness actually might help you do that. But the truth of the matter is, uh, when we're weak and when we feel vulnerable, when we're in a dark place, we actually don't have much strength in ourselves. We don't possess the things that we need to get through what we're facing. And so we have to ask God for hope and for help and That leads us to the second thing David did in a dark place. After looking back at the past and remembering God's faithfulness, David chooses to look forward to the future with hope. Echoing this thought, David says this, and I want you to remember where he is. He's in a dark place. And in that place of darkness, after remembering God's faithfulness in the past, David says these words, Let me hear of your steadfast love in the morning. For in you I put my trust. Can you hear what he's saying? What he's saying is, I'm in a very dark place, God. Let me make it until morning. I'm in a very dark place, God. Remind me that a new day is going to come. And you probably need to hear that right now. I know that I do because sometimes the darkness just seems like it's going to stretch on and on and on and it's going to go on forever. And yet David here in a dark place says, God, remind me that morning is always coming. Morning is always just around the corner. And for us right now, we're at the end of this season of Lent. And I'm just going to warn you, it's going to be the most bizarre Easter ever because we're going to be celebrating light while sitting in what still feels like darkness. But y'all, the light is coming. Hope in the darkness sustains us as we wait for the day. And David sitting in the dark, he says, God, remind me that morning time is inevitably going to come. So what does hoping in the darkness do for us? I think David actually says that darkness, hope gives us access to two things. Number one, it helps us stay close to God. And number two, it helps keep our feet from falling. And both of those Staying close and not falling are very hard to do when we're in a very dark place, an utterly dark place. And so he says this, teach me to do your will for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. And I just want to say that last sentence from David again, let your good spirit lead me on a level path. I can't think of a better prayer to pray from scripture today than that. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. Breath prayers, they're these things that Christians have been doing for a long time. These simple prayers, like a sentence that you can speak as you breathe, kind of almost under your breath or with your breath. And breath prayers are a way that Christians have stayed close to God throughout their day uh, for a long time, for many centuries. And this would be a good breath prayer for you today. To just say over and over and over again, let your good spirit lead me on a level path. And if you're tripping over kids, you need a level path. If you're feeling alone and isolated today, you need to be reminded that God wants to give you a level footing. So let your good spirit, Lord, lead us on a level path. I believe that's what the Lord wants to do for you and for me, but I believe he wants us to ask him for that kind of help. 
And so, Lord, I pray today for my friends who are listening to my voice. I ask God that you would keep us today. And I pray, Lord, that as we sit in whatever darkness we're sitting in, that you would help us to do two things, just like David did, that we would look back and remember your deeds in the past, which would then empower us to open up our hands and look forward and hope for the future. And Lord, we say together, let your good spirit lead me, lead us on a level path. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. We will see you when we see you. Amen.